I think it just fits so well uh, into growing any business is the books, the instruction manual, and it brings people in. It teaches your methodology. And look at any online entrepreneur, 70, 80, 90% of them have a book. And it's the book teaches the methodology and it popularizes the methodology and it plants your flag. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined by my friend Chandler Bolt. Now, Chandler is the CEO of Self Publishing School, selfpublishing.com, and he's also the author of six best selling books, his most recent one being called Published. Self Publishing School is an Inc. 5000 company. The last three years in a row is one of the 5,000 fastest growing private companies in the US. So, Chandler, I am so excited to have you here on the show. Welcome. Hey, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, just congratulations on where you've grown your business to at this point. That is so cool. Hey, you've been a, you've been a part of that. <laughs> and uh and and yeah, thank you. It's it's been a wild ride and and I'm sure we'll talk about some of the fun parts, but then also the roller coaster, which I think doesn't get talked yeah, about. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, no. I would love to get into some of that. I know a lot of people who are just starting their business out now, some people like that are listening right now, and they have questions for like, what is this ride going to look like over the long term? Where am mm -hmm. I taking this thing? And mm -hmm. how do you get from here to there? So that's really the first thing I'd like to talk to you about. Later on, I'd love to get into talking about self-publishing and how you've used books to grow your business as well. But first of all, could you kind of give us just like the big picture story? How long ago did you start self-publishing school and what has that growth looked like over these past years? Yeah, so we originally kicked off in 2014 and it was it was called, we, we did our first kind of cohort of students. So kind of the, the, there's a bunch of lessons along the way. One of the first being, you know, I, I'd written and published a book, dropped out of school. The book was making a few thousand bucks a month. Uh, and I'm trying to start this other business. Uh, and then this other business is just totally failing. And then meanwhile, people kept asking me like, hey, how are you How are you doing this publishing books thing? And I get on the phone with them for an hour, teach them everything I knew that I could in an hour and say, hey, good luck. Hope this hope this helps for free just to be a nice person, right? And and it's one of those things like, you know, somebody can only smack you in the face so many times before you turn around and look. And then you turn around and look and there's all these people wanting help with that thing. So the question I would pose to people listening is what is that thing for you right now that maybe you're ignoring, but people keep asking about it or they're interested in that thing. And so that was what kind of turned my attention to self-publishing school. And then we said, all right, let's just test this. So we launched this thing called Best Selling Book System. We got 44 customers. I think it was about 80,000 bucks into that first cohort of students. And then that was the proof of concept. So we, that went from, I can do this to su successfully to, can I teach others to do this successfully? And then that was when I was like, all right, I think we had over 60% of them write and publish a book within six months or something like that, which was just crazy. And so then it was like, okay, other we can replicate the success in others. Now let's scale. And so then we relaunched as self-publishing school. Uh, and then and then all along the like, 
definitely taking my own medicine. So like we use books to grow businesses, like, and, and, or to grow our business, my business. That's what we teach as well. It's like using books to get more lead sales and referrals. So um, I launched another book uh, and that kickstarted self-publishing school. I think we went from zero to $1.32 million that next year, which was like our first year at self-publishing school. And then we've just continued to scale and went from zero to 20 million in like five and a half years. Um, so we've just, we've, we've scaled over the last um, five and a half years a lot and, and, you know, definitely messed a lot of things up along the way, learned a lot of big lessons. Um, but, but that's, that's kind of what the the journey's been and, and to, you know, to where we're at today, which is just help more people publish books and uh, changing lives through books, which I, I, I have a lot of fun doing. Yeah. Well, what a crazy amount of growth. And I'm sure it has been quite the adventure. Uh, question for you. How did you get that first group of students? Yeah, great question. So it was a couple things. Well, first and foremost, just like, and I'll, I'll say this, like back up just a little bit. This is something I'm very passionate about. Until you, until you have sales, you don't have a business, you have a business idea. <laughs> okay. Amen. So, <laughs> so the the most important thing when you get started is getting your first paying customers. Customers vote with their credit card and they vote with their wallet. So people will tell you you have an amazing idea. People will tell you you have an amazing book idea, amazing business idea, whatever. But until they vote with their wallet, the, the words don't really matter. Uh, and so we focus on sales and that was like, all right, we've got to get our first paying customers. And it's a philosophy um, that I learned from a guy named Dane Maxwell, um, and I, I just kind of call it now is like sell then build. <laughs> and so anything we do, we sell it, then build it. So pre-sales are validating an idea. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. We did three webinars over the course of three weeks. Um, we were very scrappy. So there's just like scrappiness is like a through line in everything I've done. Scrappiness, discipline, and work ethic are probably like just kind of just the through line of, of what I do mm-hmm. and what we do. Um, and so there's a lot of scrappiness like Facebook messaging every single person, every friend, like found this bot that like did that and said, Hey, will you share this webinar with someone, you know, who wants to write a book and then had two kind of anchor affiliates um, that I'd built Mm -hmm. relationships with previously. And they promoted on the webinars and we, we did an application and then we accepted, you know, 80, 90% of those folks like quote unquote accepted and say, Hey, you have the opportunity to enroll they enrolled and then we did phone calls with people who didn't buy said, Hey, you got any feedback? Why didn't you buy? Uh, and they gave feedback, which was really helpful. Also, some of those people ended up buying just, they just needed a couple questions answered. Uh, and so that, that rolled into the first cohort. Uh, I mean, uh, we've done a lot of things. Affiliates were a huge part of how we grew early on. Now they're kind of making a comeback in the business, podcast interviews, webinars. I mean, all those things are still very much at the forefront of what we do. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you definitely started with that first stage of small business growth of validating your idea with kind of a yes. test run. Love that. And so just to recap, basically, you used like a grassroots approach to get people on live <laughs> webinars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, know, for talking sure. Talking to people directly sure. and using affiliates. And then you sold on the live webinars and you have an application process. And I know that's something you've continued to this day. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of talk to me about your strategy behind that? Yeah, you know, I, I think so that is something we do now. So, I mean, if, if people want to join self-publishing school, they book a call with the team, fill out an application, chat with the team. And I guess previously it was an application, no phone call, and then we would send an email and they can enroll. Mm-hmm. I believe it's better for the customer uh, and it's better for business. So um, because it, we, we're not just like an online course, it's 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 really like a an education program. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've got coaches, we've got group coaching, we've got one-on-one. The 
it's almost it's, it's like a hybrid service and course component. Um, and so because of that, it's a higher price point, which is more difficult to sell via email only. But also it's like it serves the customer and the prospect because when we get on f- phone calls and, and these are, you know, 45 minute hour long f- phone calls talking about, hey, what are your goals with your book? What are your challenges with, with your book? What are your next steps? Like whether you work with us or not, what are the very next steps that you need to take? Um, to make mm-hmm. this book a reality and to use this to grow your impact, your income and your business. Right. And so laying that out and, and if they're a fit, then it's like, yeah, okay, here's how you work with us. I think it's such a value add. And it's funny. I, somebody, um, we, we have a, an SDR team as well. They do outbound calls to people who like watch webinars and things like that. Say, Hey, how can we help? So you checked out the webinar and they'll basically qualify and then book an appointment with the team. Uh, and so these are, th- that's not even like the, the, the call model. Um, but I, I, it's so funny. I see, um, one, uh, somebody on my team, um, I, I just got to read this cause I think this is kind of cool. And I think this speaks to, speaks to this. He says kind of to the rest of the team, he says, do y'all ever feel like we play a much bigger role in people's lives than our position suggests? Uh, even people that don't put calls with the team, even people who never work with us, he says, uh, it, the, the only, this is like, People are going around online, which I promise this has a point. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, these people are interacting with dozens of companies in an impersonal webinar, seminar, one-to-many type relationship. But at the center of the web, like we're with them, the only one-to-one relationship amongst all their professional conversations. And the true touch point where they feel deeply known is the 20 minutes that they spend with us. <laughs> and he's like, we'll give them recommendations that so- sort of drop out of the sky on them. People grappling with immense visions about their book without directions or next steps and like we're helping them give direction whether they work with us or not so like i think that like that in in a sense is like captures like and that's not even like the book a call model but just like i don't know at, at the core of it's just humanizing which i think you do an amazing job of this this is i think your audience is so engaged and people love you it's like you're just, you're just so engaging and it's it's like that personal touch of like okay this is a human on the internet that I feel a connection to or that I have a connection to or has called me or emailed me or responded to my email or whatever. And so it's just like humanizing um, those relationships, which I think just think goes, goes a long way. Yeah. It's amazing how far just being a human can get you. Really. <laughs> <laughs> like that's uh, a big mistake a lot of people make is they try to automate things too soon, especially before yes. they have oh done gosh, that validate yes. phase of yes. their business. And, and I think that's one of the things we did early on that made a huge difference is even just the why didn't you buy calls? That's what we, I mean, we don't call them that publicly, obviously, but I mean, yeah. it's just like, hey, like give us some feedback. And some people are mm-hmm. like, uh, I didn't want to put my credit card online without talking to someone. It's like, perfect, you're talking to someone. <laughs> Visa or Amex. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but like, and, but then also the flip side though, is that we got, I mean, a bunch of those people didn't buy it. And it was great because we're like, hey, what did you think? How did you hear about us? Why were you interested? Why did you decide not to buy? Like, what were the thi- what did you think about the price? Like, we went through all those things. So then we had a spreadsheet full of customer information and data that then the next time we launched, we we used the terminology that people told us in the emails, in the videos, in the, all that stuff. And people would comment. They're like, yeah, it feels like you're reading my mail. Like, it feels like you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. And it's like, yeah, well, because... That's because we, we copied and pasted yeah, what you said. What you said, <laughs> what someone like you said in the last one. So just that the human to human, but also doing the non-scalable things, I think goes a very long way across the board, like in perpetuity, but especially in the early days. What are your average conversion rates on those sales calls? Uh, on those sales calls, 25 to 
33%. And I think yeah. lately we've been trending like 27, 28, 29%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So well worth the money that you pay your sales reps. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for, for, for sure. Calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's well, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's well worth it for everyone involved. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's well worth it for the sales rep. It's well worth, worth it for me as a business owner. Uh, and it's well worth it for the customer. Like, and even the 70% of people who don't work with us, I think that they are glad that they booked that call (laughs) and and it's helpful for them. They're like, okay, cool. I got some feedback. Even just talking out loud, my goals for my book, maybe I hadn't even thought of my goals for my book and I was forced to verbalize those. What are my real challenges with the book? What are the next steps that I need to take? And whether they work with us or not, it's like, I feel like there's clarity and there's value added. That's one of my main goals whenever I'm creating some sort of funnel or some sort of sales system yeah. that I want someone to actually have a positive experience through it, even if they don't buy, like I want them to get something yeah. out of it. So whether it's information they learn or whether it's something that they get to process and figure out, or even if it's just that honestly, they like the content that they consume entertains them. Like even yeah, that, I want them to totally. enjoy being quote funneled. Yes. Yes. And adding value. That's mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's, that's my theme for the year. And something I've been really challenging myself on this year is just like, okay, how can I add value in every single interaction and how can we as a company add value? So it's like every touch point, every email, every podcast interview like this or webinar or call that we make or that, it, that there's value added and people are like, oh, that was helpful. <laughs> and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the next time or to the next interaction or next experience. We're not there yet, well, but we're working on it. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's a great goal to have. So you started out self-publishing school with like this pre, this pre-launch phase, and you got this initial cohort of customers going from there to, I'll say to where you are now, but I just really mean to a point where you had significantly scaled. What are some of the biggest tools that you use to get there? Hmm. Uh, and, and tools being like, like tools or like strategies or, or, or more like strategies. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking probably one of your big tools was using affiliates. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So affiliate, I mean, affiliates were big time in the early days. I think the bit, so you got to get, you got to get real good friends with Sam, uh, sales and marketing. Uh, and, and so a lot of people hate sales and marketing and, and I mm-hmm. think myself included and, but just realizing that like, unless you have revenue, you can't like revenue is, is, is the gas in the car Mm -hmm. that you can drive. And without gas, your, your car is sitting still. And so I think there's just like, uh, there's a lot of, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of systems and strategies and things that we've done, but the early and relentless focus on revenue and focus on serving customers. And really to this day, that's kind of the, and we've ebbed and flowed and gotten distracted and all that stuff over the years. But like really even now it's like, we're coming back to just talk to my, I talk to my team all the time. It was like, if this doesn't get, if this doesn't help or make customers happier or get us new customers, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be doing it. Like those are the only two things you should be doing in your business, <laughs> making customers happier or getting new ones. And, and so it's, it's, it's every hour of my day is it spent on one of those two things. If it's not, I probably shouldn't be doing it. Uh, and so that, that, that's, we just try to laser focus in on that. And then there's a bunch of minutia. I have this, um, like seven figure principles podcast and seven figure principles, YouTube channel. I think you and I talked about this when we talked a few weeks ago, it's just like, that's like the non-sexy operator, like operations style stuff that I feel like has really been the core of why we've grown so quickly is because we operate very well and we execute very well, but really the revenue 
and the focus on revenue early on is what allowed is what allows us to hire for that, to invest in that, to all that stuff. And then, you know, just like, I think if, yeah, affiliates going more premium, uh, I think that's something that I very much believe in because then you can surprise and delight, you can over deliver, you can, you know, do all kinds of stuff like that. But those are kind of some of the things early on. What are some of the biggest roadblocks you ran into as you were trying to scale? Hmm. I mean, well, all roads lead to me. <laughs> so I am the biggest roadblock almost at any point of the, uh, of the company's growth. Uh, gosh, I mean, I think that's a big one, right? Like is, is like uh, Michael Hyatt has, this is like, this is my favorite thing. One of my favorite things from him is he, he says, he says to ask the question, what about my leadership led to this result? <laughs> and so anytime you don't like something in your business, uh, the question to ask is, what about my leadership led to this result? Uh, and so I, th- I think that's a question that I constantly have to ask. And then I constantly have to challenge my leadership team as well. Um, when it, uh, it is to ask that question is like, oh, perfect. That something's going wrong in your department. What about your leadership led to this result? <laughs> and then Chandler, what about your leadership led to this result? <laughs> um, but just like, I, I think uh, just, just getting better. And I think a big roadblock was, uh, my leadership's uh, abilities and and or lack thereof, and I think I was I was a, I was a great manager but a horrible leader, and so just really focusing time and I, what I try to do is every year is like theme. I'll have three goals and a theme, and usually it's like, all right, what's the biggest bottleneck for like my personal or professional growth and like to us to me growing faster to self publishing school growing faster and like how can I knock that down? <laughs> and so that's I, I think that's actually maybe one strategy or whatever that just, uh, it feels innate. But then when I talk to other people, I'm like, oh, other people don't really ask this that often. And so I think it is one thing that we, is reason why we've grown very quickly is because I wake up every day and ask that question. It's like, what's the bottleneck to us growing faster? What's the bottleneck to like, and the one thing they call, it's like the one thing such that would make everything else easier or unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So if we just did this, so what's that one thing or what's the bottleneck? And so I think identifying those along the way, um, and, and at one point it was my leadership, but it's been a bunch of other things. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think because it's such a long journey or, I mean, not very long in the grand scheme of things, five years, uh, yeah, no, but, but really. you know, it, it feels like a lifetime, right? It's like the problems that we faced with our first 40 customers in that cohort are totally different than like the problems of yeah. like a 30 something person organization that we have right now. And so I think it's, for most people, I would say the challenge is being self-aware enough to know what, what you need to grow in uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and being able to identify those things. And, 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 but then also having a growth mindset to like, all right, I, I, need to, I need to fix and improve these things as I'm going along the journey. And then there's, there's X's and O's stuff from a business perspective, but that, that changes. The episode you're currently listening to was originally offered as a live stream inside Startup Society, our training program for digital entrepreneurs. Each week in the program, Gillian teaches a live workshop for startup members, including a teaching segment, like what you're listening to right now, a tutorial segment that demonstrates how to take action on the lesson, and an open Q&A period where Gillian and guest experts work directly with each member. Members also get access to Startup Society's library of business training courses, monthly co-working sessions, and other events, and our private community forum. If you're looking for affordable business training, mentorship, and accountability, then visit startupsociety.com forward slash podcast to learn more about the program and apply to join. Now here's Gillian with the rest of today's episode. 
one of the big things that has to be done to grow any company is, as you said, getting customers, right? Yes. So we need yes. the sales and the marketing. Now, I know that a big part of your strategy in getting customers is actually publishing books. Yeah. Talk to me how talk to me about how publishing books fits into your sales process. Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's in everything we do. So um, we, we practice what we preach. Uh, drink our own medicine, eat our own dog food, whatever you want to call it. Um, it yeah, so I really look at books, help drive more leads, sales, and referrals. Like those are the three buckets. Uh, and so for us, a book is, it's the starting point. So we use, so yeah, if, if we're going to break that down, like more leads, these are people who hear about you because of your book, right? And so my book published is my most recent book. Like that is just a Trojan horse in the marketplace. So many people hear about me because they read that book. Um, and then uh, more, so the more leads, more sales. So we look at it this way. It's like, how do you get a book to drive a higher percentage of people who already know about you, turn those folks into paying customers. Uh, and so what we do there is, you know, we have free plus shipping funnels. So that would be like on the leads and on the sales side of things, we give away the book kind of everywhere. So if the, maybe it's like, if they show up to um, a webinar, then they can get a free copy of the book. Or if they, you know, like, just all these things we introduce it through almost all of our funnels so it's adding value and boosting our conversion rate and all that stuff and then so if i when i go speak it's like i'll go speak at a conference and you might be a few hundred people there and we'll bring two or three hundred books uh and we got a booth and we're giving out books like crazy and we're getting contact cards and booking appointments with people and a lot of those people either sign up on the spot for self-publishing school um, but we're enabling our sales team, like someone walks by instead of, Hey, can you talk to us about like self-publishing school? It's, Hey, did you get your free book yet? And they're like, mm -hmm. Oh no, I haven't. And then it's like, okay, cool. Let, let me give you, let me give you one. What, what's your, like, what, if you were to write a book, what, should, what would your book be about? And it's like, Oh, I've been thinking. So it's like, it's, it enables a conversation. Um, and mm -hmm. so we give those books away like crazy. And then also though, people will read the book on the plane ride home book a call with the team, sign up for self-publishing school. So like that kind of stuff happens all the time. And then the third component is um, using a book to get more referrals. So turn customers into active referrers. Uh, and so that's where we've got a couple ways that we do this as a business um, that have been fruitful. Um, and so one way is, it's just super simple, is we have a URL. I think it's like self-publishingschool.com forward slash friend, which mm -hmm. now I'm explaining this. I'm going to like, I think people are going to cheat the system. Um, but basically our customers, <laughs> we give them that URL and it's like, hey, if you have a friend that you know who wants to write a book um, or, or is thinking about writing a book, just send them that link. We'll give, we'll ship them a copy of my book for free. They literally don't even have to pay shipping and handling. So it's just kind of like well, a free... Well, everybody who's listening right yeah, now is my say, friend. So, cat, so friends, you, you can go get your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, but like, so that, that's just the way we're, um, basically our customers can, can then become refer referrers, um, and say, Hey, they can give that link to other people. It makes them look good. Cause they're like, Oh, awesome. Your friend, you know, when people land on that page, I say, Hey, um, thanks for showing. Like if you're on this page, you have a friend who, who either is working with us or heard about us and is having an awesome experience uh, and they want to hook you up. So you should tell them, thank you. And put your address below. We'll ship you a book. You don't even have to pay shipping and handling. And then, and, and then if they sign up for self-publishing school, it's like they, they get $250 off and their friend gets 250 bucks. So we have a two mm -hmm. referral program. So we're just like reducing the friction to refer business, which I think any yeah. business owner listening can implement that immediately 
or immediately after you have a book. Um, and so that's one way. And then if you have a brick and mortar book, a business, especially, and I, th- I think this is, or really any business is give two copies of your book to every new customer. And, and you say, here's one for you. And here's one for a friend who needs help with X, Y, Z problem that you help with. Uh, and so for me, it's like, here's one for you. And here's one for a friend, you know, that might want to write a book. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden it's like the, the a book, I mean, you've heard this saying like a book is the new business card. It's just mm-hmm. a three or $4 business card. And, and people will get a business card and they'll throw it away probably within 24 hours, but they'll get your book and they'll leave it on their desk. They'll leave it in their office. Like it's every time they see it, they think of you and they might not even read it, <laughs> but when they need help with that thing, they're going to reach or out. They to know you. someone exactly. who needs help with that thing. Exactly. Yeah. Or when someone, when people come into their office all the time, like, oh, that looks interesting. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to read it. You want it? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, cool. They just referred you business um, and through the mechanism of a book. So, like, those are the underlying things that that's, I mean, free plus shipping funnels are one of the, you know, most profitable funnels in our business. We use books as part of our webinar funnels, which helps with show up rate, which helps mm. with sales and revenue. Um, so you say like show up to the yeah. webinar and you'll get a free copy of the book. Exactly. Exactly. Do they still have to pay shipping? Um, th- well, that's a free digital copy. That's oh, a free I digital copy or audio. Um, so like PDF audio so that there's no delivery costs, no mm-hmm. hard costs for us. Um, and then just use like using a book to get leads. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I talked about. Yeah, it sounds like ago. more than anything, these books are just an amazing lead generation tool for yes. you. Uh, yes, because they're a physical thing that is people perceive as valuable. People yes. are willing to opt in to get. Very unlike how people feel about eBooks for the most part totally. these days. When totally, are a diamond in them. totally. It's it's like this is a legit book that you would pay five to twenty bucks on Amazon. Or yeah. in the case of like inside the book, one of the things that we do that works really well is give away audio or video at the beginning of the book. And you yeah. might've heard me talk about this before, but like the look inside feature, you know, people can look inside, preview the first 10% of the book. But when they do that on my books, it's like, oh, I can get the audiobook for free. Chandler's an idiot. He doesn't know this. Uh, but of course I know that because that lead is worth way more than the four bucks I'd get on the Kindle book. So now all of a sudden, instead of paying for leads, I'm getting paid to get leads. Mm-hmm. And we're just funneling leads off of Amazon, whether they buy the book or not. Uh, and and then there's an audio component, like you said, has inherent value. Eight mm-hmm. to 15 bucks is what they would pay for an audio book. It's like, wow, Chandler's giving this to me for free. What a guy. Uh, and then the, the, there's the other piece, which is um, video, which that's a webinar, which that's a, that's a conversion mechanism for self-publishing school. So either way, they're coming into our ecosystem and all roads lead to self-publishing school. <laughs> so these books are a really good lead gen tool, but if you're on, if someone's audience is small, would this strategy still help them if they don't have a lot of people to tell about the book yet? Yes, absolutely. And so I launched my first book at 19 years old. It's called The Productive Person. Um, it was about productivity hacks for entrepreneurs and kind of like what I learned from running my first six-figure like house painting business while also being a full-time college student. Um, so that, that was what my first book was about. I had no audience, uh, and the book sold like crazy. And I think we built an email list of 4,000 people within mm-hmm. like the first 90 days or six months or something. It was crazy. And so yeah. then we had the opposite problem that most people have, which is we had a 4,000 person email list and we're like, 
well, hold up. What do we sell these people? <laughs> like, we're, I, I heard we're supposed to have something else to sell, mm-hmm. like, and we want to grow our business. So what do we do? Versus most people have a product and no email list, right? Yeah. And so I, I, I think it's, 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 a, it's a checkpoint or a good starting point for most people is like, all right, I'm going to commit to something. I'm going to get it done. And then, we, you know, we walk people through the launch piece and like, okay, launch it successfully, leverage that, get some podcast interviews, get some PR publicity, stuff like that, which then will help some more books, but also help get more leads for your business. Like you're kind of creating this ecosystem through the event of a launch, right? And so, and so you're using the event of a launch versus if I just said, Hey, I want to tell people about my business, like no one cares. Right. But, but if I said, Oh, I'm launching a book about this topic that's related to yes. my business now, Suddenly like a lot of people care. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and it's I a Trojan told, horse to bring in business. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've told you before the story of my book launch, but I didn't realize how many parallels there were actually between my first book launch and yours, because I also launched my book with absolutely no audience, mm-hmm. um, and discovered, wow, people are, get really excited when you're launching a book. I easily got on several yeah. podcasts when, if I hadn't been publishing that book, I would not have stood a chance to get on at all mm-hmm. because I know they're like qualification to put me on them. My book was also in the productivity genre. Um, mm-hmm. and I also, like I said, I had no email list and and just because I promoted an email opt-in in my book, which I honestly did a horrible job. I practically literally said, if you want more free stuff, then go to this page and type in your email. And the and the page said, you know, here's some free stuff you can have. I didn't even tell them <laughs> what it was. It's more free resources, you know? Yeah. Um, but I grew my email list about a thousand people in a matter of just a couple of months because of that. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And and then I didn't have something to sell them, just like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So I started trying to make something to sell those people. And then I realized this wasn't really what I wanted to do because I was focused on other things. And I ended up starting a new business and and not yeah. really utilizing those thousand email addresses that I had almost at all because um, I, I never ended up selling them anything because I decided to pivot. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just hadn't realized how many similarities there were there. So um, this podcast we're on right now is called Work Less, Earn More. Publishing mm-hmm. a book sounds like a great strategy for getting leads, but publishing a book also sounds like a very time-consuming process. Mm-hmm. How long does this actually take? Is this something that someone with not a lot of time on their hands could actually should actually realistically take on? I, I, I think so. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it's it, yeah. I, I this like a couple of the, the two big biggest excuses that we get for not writing a book is I don't have time uh, mm-hmm. and the timing's not right. Uh, and ma- it's like, it's on the maybe someday list. And I, and I think that like the timing never will be right. Uh, and, and it's just such a, a fundamental piece <laughs> of, I think of growing your business uh, or just like for some people, it's like growing my business. Like I don't even have a business yet. It's like, it's a, it's a starting block. Like, mm-hmm. I, which even is cool to hear in that in your story. Right. Cause it's like, Oh, cool. Even though you didn't even end up doing a business about that book. Like that was a, it, it, it was like, okay, I got momentum. I've got sales. Yeah. I built an email. Like all of, we always say it's like, it's not about the book. It's about who you become in the process of writing the book. And so it's like it, all those fundamental skill sets that you learned in that transferred and and probably even helped you get super clear on like, all right, this is what I want to do is this other thing. Now let me get laser focused on that. Right. And so I, I like how, how long can it take? Like our, what we walk people through is like, Hey, blank page to publish in as little as 90 days. Um, and we try to, we try to, you know, 
cut down the process uh, and and save people time and uh, and and make it make it faster. Which I know you went through the process. How how long did it take you again? I spent right at a month, about 32 days, I think, writing the book and then another few months, maybe about three months or so to get it published. Yeah. So that's awesome. I mean, what's that? 120 days, um, which is, which is amazing. Like how, mm-hmm. how long would you say it, were you doing an hour a day, a couple hours a day? I mean, I know yeah, there's times I spent about an hour a day. Um, I think it was probably a little bit more at the beginning of the month. And then as, as I got a little bit more tired at the end of my marathon, right, then I was spending a little bit yeah. less time. But yeah. yeah, about an hour per day for the writing process. And then I don't really know how many hours I spent after that. Maybe maybe like 40 hours total um, working with editors and editing yeah. myself and yeah. getting things formatted. Yeah, probably about 40 hours. Cool. That makes sense. And that that's pretty, I feel like that's pretty typical of what we, what we see. So, I mean, that's, that, that's probably a good gauge um, for mm-hmm. a lot of people is, Hey, hour a day over the next three to six months. Like yeah. that's about what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that is really realistic and comfortable. Like it didn't really feel like a big stress or like it was really hard. It was more just like being, having the endurance to keep working yeah. on any big project, right. For a few months. Um, but it was pretty easy to fit into my day, even though at that time I was building my online business, working a local, well, running a local business. And I had a couple kids, you know, so there was plenty on my plate, but by just getting up an hour earlier, which like, isn't always the answer to everything, but you can do it for a month, <laughs> right? If it's something that matters yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. I just woke up an hour earlier for a month and wrote for an hour and then went on with my day. And awesome. it did. It changed my life. It yeah. really did. That's awesome. I do, I, I do think it's not the answer for everything, but I think it is the answer for a lot of things. <laughs> just waking up a yeah. little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least for like a season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you run a business where you are essentially selling online courses. They're more premium than that. You have more of a service component, but you are running this course business mm-hmm. and you're selling these books. And I can see how these things are working together. What would be your, uh, just a final words of wisdom to anyone who is working on building an online course business? Yeah. I mean, I, I think oftentimes people view them as independent and they're actually pretty linked. Like there's the chicken to the egg, like, Oh, do I have, do I do the course first or do I do the book first? And, uh, and, 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 or do I do one or the other? And I think that, I, I think that, you know, for me personally, like the books feed everything I do over on the course side of the business. Um, and so it, it's like, that is the profit engine um, mm-hmm. is using the book to grow your business, um, to get more lead sales and referrals. Right. And, but they work hand in hand. Uh, and if, if you've written and published, if you do the work to write and publish a book, well, you've created the course pretty much. You just didn't know it yet. Right. And the flip side, if you already have an online course, you've written the book, you just didn't know it yet. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the way that you structure the course is the same way that you're going to structure the book. The way that you structure the book is the same way that you're going to structure the course. And I just look at it as like, you know, if, if the kind of like the best analogy would probably be, okay, so I've got a 2004 Nissan Altima with like 210,000 miles on it, right? And mm-hmm. that say I wanted to change the radio in that, right? The first step is I could grab the Nissan uh, instruction manual and I could say, all right, let me see how I'm going to do this, right? That's So your book is the, kind of the instruction manual. And then mm-hmm. if, if that's not working, I might say, okay, let me like go on YouTube and say how to change the radio for 
oh for Nissan Altima, right? That that in my mind is like that's the so it's it's do it yourself, then done with you, um, or, or do it with with me. So help me do it. Um, and so that's where I look at like an online course component is like, all right, I could do it myself. I have the instruction manual, but then a lot of times people read the instruction manual and you're like, yep, I kind of get it. And I mean, if it's a, a, a Nissan Altima instruction manual, it's actually probably like, I have, this needs nothing. I need more help. Right. But I think a lot of times with your book, it's like, oh, I get this and I still have some questions. So I need to go in the weeds and I, I need you to walk me through this. So that's the done with you. And so that's the ascension path to your course. And then I think, you know, the, the higher rung of the ladder, which we don't do currently, but you certainly could, um, is do it for me. You know, that would be me saying, all right, I've watched the YouTube video. I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm going to pay someone. Uh, I'm going to go down the street to the mechanic and say, hey, here's a couple hundred bucks. Can you put in this new radio? Right. Um, and, and so I, th I think just when you when you look at that, um, the kind of uh, Russell Brunson would call it the value ladder. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's I, I think it just fits so well uh, into growing any business is the books, the instruction manual. And it brings people in. It teaches your methodology. And you've seen like, look at any online entrepreneur, 70, 80, 90% of them have a book. And it's the book teaches the methodology and it popularizes the methodology and it plants your flag. It's like, this is my thing. Uh, and then it, it's a spoke that goes into everything you, that you do, whether it's back in the day, T. Harvecker was Secrets to the Millionaire Mind and that launching like a whole education and workshop business, whether it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, launching an entire brand um, or, or whether it's, I mean, Russell Brunson using expertsecrets.com, mm -hmm. secrets, traffic secrets to, yeah. to, to, to grow click funnels, like just time and time. It's a proven model um, in the nonfiction space of using books um, to grow businesses. How do you find the balance between giving information away for free in your books versus your premium program? Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite um, favorite quotes is, uh, if, "If you give away all your best stuff for free, people will pay you to tell it to them again." <laughs> and so that, I mean, that's my philosophy: is just like give away all the best stuff for free, and people will say, "This is if the free stuff was this good, I I, I can't imagine if I paid you money, um, mm -hmm. or I can't imagine it, and I want to, right? Like yeah. so, just that's my philosophy: is don't hold back, and the right people are going to be attracted, and then along the way, there's all the, I mean. You know, people come up to me all the time at conferences and stuff like that. They're like, hey, I read your book published and I published a book. It's like, awesome. That's great. Like, <laughs> you know, that that was a life that was changed because of that book. Right. Um, and a, a bunch of other people in that book, they read it and they said, all right, cool. I need some more help. So let me work with Health Publishing School. So that's that's just kind of my philosophy. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that uh, there's a book that my friends can have for free. <laughs> what is this book and where do they get it? <laughs> yeah, you can get a copy of my book published um, for free. Um, it's self-publishingschool.com uh, forward slash friend. Um, okay. You can also find it on the website. And we've got to put a link in the show yeah. notes. What yeah. is the book about? What are uh, it's, about how, it's about how to go from blank page to published author uh, in as little as 90 days. So it's it's kind of the methodology that we teach. So that's the mm -hmm. core. Like if, if you're thinking about getting started with the, writing a book, that book, um, we've got a post on our, on our, um, on our site on how to write a book. That's like very comprehensive. And in that as well, we have a, it's called a book outline template generator. You press okay. a couple of buttons, 
uh, and it'll spit out a uh, like 25 page Google doc that's pre-formatted like, oh, here's the title page. Here's the table of contents. Here's the all that stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. that's really helpful if you're like, okay, I want to start writing. And then instead of having a blank page, you have a 25 yeah. page Google doc that you can start typing into. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much, Chandler. This has been awesome. Thank you for being so generous with your wisdom and with your knowledge um, and for taking the time to be here on the show today. Thank you for having me on. All right, well, that is everything for today. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you found this episode helpful and you would like to participate live in future recording sessions, then be sure to visit startupsociety.com slash podcast to learn more about all the benefits of membership and apply to join. And finally, it would be a big help if you left Work Less, Earn More a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will this help us reach more people, but it's also going to give you the chance to potentially win a 12-month membership to Startup Society. All you need to do to enter is post your review on Apple Podcasts, then email a screenshot to contact at gillianperkins.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Now let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.